Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Controller Report Podcast. Episode 101, it's the dawn of a new day, a dawn of a new 100 episodes. I'm Benjamin Yoder. I'm going to do something crazy this time, crazy for the next 100 episodes. I'm going to talk about video games, the only thing I know how to talk about. A hundred more episodes about video games. I think uh, last week I had left off not having beaten Valkyria Chronicles 4. And, uh, you know, I, I did finish it off. And I feel like overall that's a, that's an amazing release in that series. I think it's probably the best Valkyria Chronicles game when it comes down to, you know, the balance of the game. And also just like the type of, of content you're doing in that game. Like the actual gameplay. It's just like top tier for that for that franchise. But uh, I, was a little, I was a little disappointed by the... Uh, the ending which I shouldn't I probably shouldn't be it was a very character focused story when it came to the main story um but they kind of brush up against all the some politics and like ethical questions regarding both the the like the good quote-unquote nation and the in the bad quote-unquote nation and then uh it kind of breaks down that wall between the two nations and then it's like just these these people in this army that are kind of just like chatting at the end basically um I mean, the game always has kind of like this weird, not really weird, but like that we're soldiers on the battlefield kind of vibe to it versus, you know, being 100% like, oh, those dudes are our enemies. It's like there's an understanding that the on the other side, there are also soldiers who are also people kind of thing, but it doesn't really do much with it. And and there's this one major conflict they keep presenting um about the end of the game and they just never really resolved it which is uh a little disappointing so hopefully that was vague enough hopefully that wasn't very spoiler spoilerly um i just kind of wish they did more at the, the the political side of the story but if you wanted that valkyria revolution is your game i guess <laughs> i like the the political stuff in valkyria revolution a lot so so yeah, but otherwise that's a great game. And if you're gonna if you if you're gonna start the Valkyrie Chronicles series and want to start like the the point at where that series is its best, Valkyrie Chronicles Four is definitely the place to start. It's uh it's top notch in almost every aspect, and the 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 story and get to getting to that ending I think is uh very good. And I guess that's gonna be it for Valkyrie Chronicles Four. I'm not gonna do any other content about the game. I don't think. Uh, if I do do any content, it will probably be in relation to Valkyria Revolution. I think Valkyria Chronicles 4, my opinion on it, is pretty in in line with most other people. So so if you want to go read some reviews or something, that, that probably would sum up my feelings uh, pretty closely as well. Versus uh, Valkyria Revolution is a game I, I feel my voice is much more... Well, my, my voice would be... I, my time would be better spent like doing something more extensive about Valkyria Revolution. Although I did write an article about Valkyria Revolution a good while ago. I'll go ahead and link that just in case. If you're curious about Valkyria Revolution, I wrote an article, pretty in-depth explanation of what I like about the game, what works, what didn't work. I'll, I'll go ahead and link that in the uh, the uh, article here. But otherwise, I've mainly been playing First Kiss Story again. I ended up picking it back up, I think because I've just been in like a manga and anime mood again. So I picked First Kiss Story back up. If you don't know, it's a Japanese-only visual novel for the PCFX home console. Um, and it, uh, the reason I picked it up initially is because it has a fighting game hidden in it. So, 
So in trying to find that fighting game, I spent probably a good five or so, five to ten hours um, playing through the game, trying to figure out where this fighting game was. And I found the fighting game and I became invested in, or maybe not invested, but I committed to getting all the other endings in the game. So so it takes about like, as far as I can tell, about two hours to get every ending in the game, or two, two to three hours, depending on, on how well it goes. So I spent more time doing that. And I got, in, in the last week, I've gotten three more endings, I think. Let me think about this. Yeah, three more endings. Um, one was uh, uh, Yukiko. She uh, She's like a Tom Girl character. Um, Misato, who's like this uh, uh, coffee shop clerk who used to be like a, a delinquent, I think. <laughs> it seems to be the implication. implication. And then this other girl, uh, is it Ryoto? Let me look this up. I'm gonna look this up while I do this. Uh, but Ryoto is like a a actor, and so so I went through those stories, and uh, it was it was good fun. Kyoko is her name. Kyoko is her is the last one's name. It's fun. I mean, <laughs> it's a it's a literally a Japanese visual novel. So like, other than the handful of words of Japanese I understand, <laughs> there's not a lot to it. But if you do want to see like what kind of goes into to playing through a story in uh, First Kiss Story. I did stream on Tuesday um, going through Misato's story, which is a little uneventful. Misato um, is kind of just like a side character, and even though she kind of has her own, I guess you could say, quote-unquote, ending, it's it's not quite as extensive of an ending as most of the other characters right now. So, so, yeah, I've got about, I think... I think I'm over halfway through the game in terms of endings, so I just have, uh, I think four or five characters left. There's a lot of a lot of characters to date in that game. I think it's it's over ten, I believe. So so there's some interesting stuff. Oh, I lied. I had I actually dated a, a third girl. There's um, or fourth girl. Sorry. So I actually got four endings. Uh, let me find her name. Hiori was her name. So I dated her as well. She's like a lady in a sick bay or something. So a lot of her story is actually just like you sitting in the hospital having conversations with her, which, you know, as someone who doesn't understand Japanese is is maybe not the most exciting. I think the most exciting characters are the ones that go out on dates with you and you go out and like go and do things and things like that. Because there's a lot of visual things that are happening. Uh, you know, you get CGs at different locations. You kind of you can kind of figure out what's going on based off location and and what kind of actions are happening so you have like a better idea of where the story is going um where if you're like in the hiori in the hospital bedroom with her for like eight tenths of that story um it's just a lot of like chattering with without much of anything else so eventually she does go somewhere she actually um has a pretty extensive back half to her game where where you go on a date with her and you get to choose between three different locations at three points in time so it's like almost like a a a three-stage date and you have three options for each stages of those date and i'm not sure if there's there's that many differences between choosing the different stages i didn't see um any like missing uh artwork in the gallery for those other date scenes so maybe i chose the right ones I'm not sure um and so so yeah she's got a pretty extensive dating scene at the end there I didn't go bother to go back and try the other dating paths though because I would rather just continue <laughs> continue and try to finish up as many of these stories as possible as soon as I can um because yeah I just I don't 
I don't know why I made it my goal to 100% this game. I was talking to my, my friend Tim uh, earlier, and I was like, I think part of the reason why I'm playing through this is because um, I have no way to do anything with this. I just, like, I cannot write about a Japanese visual novel, or at least I cannot foresee writing about it, like, in any way. <laughs> so it's just like, I think it's a very relaxing thing because I just kind of, I don't turn my brain off, but I'm 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 pretty much in just enjoy this mode versus like how do I how do I how do I communicate my feelings about this game? So there's one thing that I really want to say about the ending, uh, specifically with uh, Kyoko's, is that uh, there's actually her her story. Like I said earlier, is like about her basically uh, wanting to be an actor in a play, and the the play you do in that in that. Uh, and First Kiss Story is actually based off Blue Breaker, which is a, a PCFX game also done by Hunex. And so there's like a whole scene where they're like acting out uh, the main character of that game and the main girl of that game. And uh, I'm, I, I'm assuming it's dialogue that was pulled straight from the original game, but I can't say for sure because I haven't, A, I haven't played Blue Breaker, B, it's in Japanese, so I wouldn't recognize it anyways. <laughs> um, um, but... But yeah, so at the very, very end, when you finish her story arc, you actually get to see her like with the with a a bouquet of flowers because she did a good job at the play, I guess. And you get to see her and another girl uh, dressed up as Blue Breaker characters in their in their outfits. So I was like, ah, oh, that's really cool. Like I know I'm probably the only one here who cares. <laughs> Maybe the only only Westerner who cares. But I thought that was a, a really cool thing to see. Like oh, see these other characters dressed up as a uh, Blue Breaker characters. So. Hunix is a weird company. I want to I want to do more with them. It's just hard to figure out what to do with them. The problem is is that they um they have such a extensive back catalog. They released games like crazy for a long time. A lot of them are impenetrable or super niche or or well, impenetrable from a a English speaker's perspective. So, you know, it's very very text-heavy games that didn't get localized. So, a lot of their stuff did get localized though. So, there's there's definitely things I could pursue if I wanted to. I think a, a handful of their Dreamcast games came over. Um, um, but yeah, it's just a, they're an interesting company because they've been around for so long and they've, they've kind of dealt with a lot of similar types of games over the years. They've always had a focus on dating and they have had this very interesting transition where they went for them, um, like, you know, doing bishojo games. So, you know, games where you date girls, um, and like making like games, with RPG mechanics surrounding them and things like that to Otome games. So games where you date boys and now they do almost exclusively Otome games. So, um, I was like, I was thinking about doing maybe steam prison at some point. I've been looking for an excuse to play Otome games. So maybe Hunex is my excuse. <laughs> so, so we'll see. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get around to that. First Kiss Story. I had a lot to talk about this First Kiss, first kiss Story. I'm surprised. If you want to see me ramble a bunch more about First Kiss Story, uh, on Saturday I made a thread on my Twitter page that that kind of went through some of the stuff I did this weekend and kind of what I thought was interesting about each arc. But I, I think I pretty much covered the majority of it here. Um, but yeah, other than that, video game news... I was pretty excited to see those Castlevania uh, archive, uh, so the arcade, not arcade archive, sorry, the Konami anniversary collection stuff that's coming out. There's the Castlevania one. I think it's Gradius is the other one. And then also, 
I'm probably misremembering that second one. I, I, I don't think it's Gradius. I'm not going to fact check. I'm not going to look into it. But then the first one's like Arcade Archive. So Castlevania has its own uh, archive thing that's coming out. It has eight games in it. And I, we've talked about it a little bit in the past. You know, the, they have uh, the original Castlevania, uh, Super Castlevania 4, um, Castlevania 2, weirdly enough, for the or Castlevania 2 for the Game Boy, weirdly enough. And then also... There's one other one I'm blanking on, but it was one of the usual ones that you saw. Uh, but the, the new four titles that they um, announced, I should, let me just open this up while I'm doing this, but the new four t- titles they announced um, are actually pretty exciting for me personally because I pretty much don't have any of them. Uh, oh, the other one was Castlevania 3, which I, I do need a copy of Castlevania 3, but it's not that important to me because I've already played through it on the Wii Virtual Console. Uh, but they also put out Castlevania The Adventure. You know, that's maybe... That's the original Game Boy game. That's uh, a little bit of a... That's a rough game from what I remember, but I'll, I'll give it a look again. Uh, the collection's also going to have uh, Bloodlines, which is the game I was really hoping would be on there because, like I said, there hasn't been many opportunities to buy Bloodlines. And it is going to be on that Mega Drive Mini, but I don't know if I want a Mega Drive Mini or Genesis Mini. Um, and then the one that's probably most exciting, well, I guess Bloodlines is definitely like top, uh, top excitement for me, but also very, very exciting. Maybe, maybe tied with Bloodlines is, uh, Kid Dracula is going to be in there. So, um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. It's like a little cute, uh, game where he plays like a kid version of, Al- or yeah, kid version of Alucard and you just go around the, the castle and I think you like throw stuff at the people. It's a very cute game. Uh, there's a, an NES release and a Game Boy release, but unfortunately I think it's only the NES release in here. And it, it sounds like they're actually localizing it or maybe they found like a, a prototype ROM they had internally that was localized kind of like with Earthbound Beginnings or something like that. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I, uh, it looks like the Japanese release, uh, Japanese release date is 516. I'm on the Japanese page for some reason, but, um, uh, and it's like $30 based off the Japanese pricing, but I'm, I'm too lazy to find the English page right now. So we're just going to look at that. <laughs> uh, maybe that's different for the English release, but I'll buy it no matter what. <laughs> so, so yeah, I still need to get the arcade archives or the, um, the haunted castle. Uh, so the Kami arcade collection that i think is out at this point that has a haunted castle in it which is the arcade version of castlevania or a, an arcade version of castlevania so it's a uh, it's interesting it's interesting it's like it's it's a it's a good collection i think like i think they did a good mix of oh and castlevania 2 is in that collection as well which i do need to play that eventually but eh. Um, but it's a good collection of games. Uh, I think the, a lot of these haven't been re-released. Like the Game Boy ones are kind of weird ones to put on there. Kid Dracula is a weird one to put on there. Bloodlines, Bloodlines, I think is just overdue in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I think it's a neat collection. It's, I think there's a lot of good choices. I'm, I'm, I believe they said that they are planning to do a second Castlevania collection at some point. So I'm really excited to see what that entails. Um, if it's like a Metroidvania collection or something, that'd be really cool if they had, uh, all the DS games in there. Literally, you could put like all three Game Boy Advance games and then all three DS games into a collection. And I think a lot of people would be happy. Um, but you know, I don't know what kind of work would go into that or not. So, so yeah, I have more, there's some other retro games that were coming out again that I want to know. I have virtual racing on this list again. I already talked about virtual racing. I'm excited to pick that up. I really should. As soon as it comes out, I want to play it. Um, uh, Psycho Soldier is getting a re-release as well as an arcade archive by Hamster, I believe. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. If you don't know, Psycho Soldier has an amazing song in it. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's one of the, I believe it's, it's noted as like one of the earliest digitized voice, 
uh, songs in video games, but uh, I could be I could be wrong about that. I don't know for sure, but I, I do think it's one of the more iconic examples at the very least. And then also there's Ninja Warriors once again, which I've never played Ninja Warriors myself. It's like this thing where you're like robot ninjas going around, and it's like a side scroller. I guess you could kind of call it like a beat 'em up. It's not quite like a it's not like an isometric Streets of Rage kind of thing where you get like the three quarters. Um, uh, angle and punching. I think it's completely flat side to side. I had to look at it again, but it's been a while. Um, but it's just, a, it's just a weird game. I, I remember it was probably one of the earliest games I saw on YouTube of a lot of like those early YouTube personalities talking about like, you know, PC engine games in particular. Uh, I think there is a version of Ninja Warrior for the PC engine. I could be wrong about that. I'm not going to talk about that anymore because I can't remember what it is. But but that seems like an interesting way to check that game out. I might I might give it a look. It's it's been something that's been on my mind for a good while, but I just haven't found a decent way to get a hold of it. So hey, why not? But we'll see. I I also have a lot of video games, so so maybe I shouldn't buy it. Um, and then there's also a um, well, I guess this isn't really this is I guess beyond the remake or the uh, re-release uh, news story, but um, Giles Gorda. Gordard? Oh, I can't remember how, how to pronounce his name. Jeez. Let me see if I can figure this out real quick. It looks like Giles Gordard. I'm sorry, Giles. I can't, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, but he works with VD, um, which he, he worked on a handful of um, Nintendo games that I'm kind of blanking on right now. They did Steel Diver, um, Rock and Roll Climber. They did that weird tank 3DS game that came out a while ago, I believe. I might be misremembering that. I believe they did that tank game, but it's been a while. Um, so if you don't know Giles, though, he was he was part along with like Dylan Cuthbert uh, worked on uh, Star Fox for the Super Nintendo. Um, so so he has his own company that's based in Japan at this point, and uh, they just make a lot of smaller titles, typically Nintendo published titles. Uh, um, they've probably been a lot less successful than Dylan Cuthbert's been with Q games, but, uh, they, they make some cute stuff and I've, I really enjoyed Steel Diver, both Steel Divers actually. I think they're, they're, they're fun games, but basically he made, he made a tweet trying to find people to fund a new 1080 game, which they, they also worked on 1080 for the Nintendo 64. If you don't know what 1080 is, I, I don't know why I'm explaining this to you because it's, I always talk about more niche things than this anyways, and then usually don't explain it. Just assume you know what I mean. But 1080 is a snowboarding game that's for Nintendo 64. Pretty popular game. Uh, then there's a GameCube release called 1080 Avalanche. Not so popular, but I'm actually a big fan of 1080 Avalanche. I, I think that's maybe the better game of the two. But I think the, it's been a while since I've played the original 1080, so I probably just got to sit down and spend some time with it. Um... Um, but yeah, he's trying to he's trying to build a new snowboarding game. Uh, he did try to hashtag 1080, but it looks like you can't hashtag numbers on Twitter per se because it just says number sign 1080 <laughs> when he tweeted it. But um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of of Nintendo's kind of I guess you call them extreme sports games between 1080 and Wave Race. I'm a little sad that they've they've been kind of gone. But based off um. Based off him trying to find somebody to fund it, I'm gonna take a guess, best or good guess that they probably tried to pitch a 1080 uh, thing to Nintendo, and Nintendo was uninterested. Hence, why they might be trying to find another funder for whatever this snowboarding game is they're do that they're doing. So I'll be curious to see what it is. I mean, snowboarding, I feel like is a a genre that that has been in some rough times for a good long while now. Um, I believe there's a couple of snowboarding games that 
that came out on PC that got some attention, but I don't think it's ever been like a really big hit in a good long time. I'm trying to think. It might have been might have been PlayStation 2. Like I think the SSX series is maybe the last time snowboarding games really felt like they were hitting hard. Um because even SSX on the 360 and PS3, I feel like that game bombed really hard. It's also SSX Blur on the Wii. Do I own a copy of that? I literally don't know if I own a copy of that. I feel like I tried to buy it at one point. Ah, uh, I'll have to look sometime. Back lottery is down, I think. So no fortune cookie this week, by the way. But I can't check to see if I own uh, SSX Blur. Um, that game looked weird because you had to use the pointer control to like draw uh, tricks and stuff on screen, which which sounds like a nightmare for actually doing tricks. I mean, the pointer controls on the Wii are not that bad. So, so really, there's nothing to say about that 1080 snowboarding thing or just just VD snowboarding game. I guess I would you you would say um, it just basically posted some stuff. It's like I'm interested in this, and then mentioned about like. Um, uh, wanting to make avalanches not scripted, he wanted to do it based off how the snowboarding or snowboarder snowboards, I guess, or or I guess like the paths you take or something like that. So he's he's doing a little bit of chatter on his on his Twitter feed about about it. Um, but curious to see if anyone does try to bother picking it up. But uh, I, I I doubt it'll be Nintendo if he if he already hasn't talked to them um, about about it. I don't I don't think Nintendo's really interested in reviving Wave Race or 1080. I just can't see it fitting their catalog very well. I don't imagine most people would be very excited about it, uh, unless they really want to start showing off some wave tech again for some reason. That's just, that's just not like, like specifically with Wave Race, I think at least with Wave Race 64 and Blue Storm, I think those games are mo- mostly supposed to be like more tech focused. Like the, the fact that you could do these waves and, and, and really, really change the flow of the race based off how these waves were, how bad, like how, how differentiated the waves were between different laps and things like that. And and I don't know if they really can do any more with Wave Race particularly. And 1080 just always felt like a uh, a weird racing game. Again, I like 1080 Avalanche a lot. Uh, I, I need to go back and revisit the original 1080 to say if I like that game a lot. I liked it a lot as a kid, that's, that's for sure. And I think I prefer more racing-focused uh, snowboarding games. So, so if you have like a trick-focused snowboarding game, I think I'm usually typically less interested. But... But yeah, we'll see. We'll see if anything interesting comes out of there. I'm going to do one more news story just because I don't really feel like talking about it anywhere else. Um, I thought one thing that was interesting is, uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but there's a new Criminals Girls Girls game coming out called Criminal Girls X. Um, And this is going to be a mobile game. Um, so, you know, it's a service-based game and, and I believe it's free to play. So, so, you know, you have to do micro transaction, things like that. But one interesting thing that's going on with it is that, uh, the, the, I believe it's the producer. Let me see if I can figure out who it is. I don't know if it's the producer. I can't find the name right now, but, uh, but it's interesting. Basically, (laughs) basically, uh, the people developing the project were like, Hey, you know, we're making this, this as like a service-based game, but we don't want this game to go away. Like, cause if it fails, then, then Criminal Girls X is just going to be gone. Um, and, and so they're actually trying to crowdfund a offline version of the game, um, that, that just basically will be a ver- a pay once version, um, that, that will exist as a complete game on its own 
which which is which is which is fascinating. It, it reminds me of, like the old argument for Final Fantasy XI that like oh Square Enix should make a Final Fantasy XI offline version to kind of preserve what that game is. Um, so when it, where the servers do go down, um, they they you still have a way to access Final Fantasy XI content. I think I think this was a a a more on the topic question about three or four years ago when Final Fantasy XI was you know wrapping up with its Rhapsody stuff and. Um, and was was and was looking like it was ending its life, ending getting the end of its life as a as a game, um. But but it sounds like really, and I've, I probably mentioned this thirty billion times before, but it sounds like Final Fantasy XI is really like building a subscriber base again. So I think I think that that's kind of pushed off the concerns about that again. But uh, it's, it's it's interesting to see a developer like very aware that hey, we don't want this game to go away. Um, once we're done with it, we want to make sure it, it, it is still available even after we stop supporting this as a product, because especially with mobile games in particular, and, and, and really any game these days, like any, any game that like focuses on a service-based model, um, you know, at, at the end of that service, it's, it's done. And, uh, and that game's not around anymore. So you have to really rely on the community to pull together what they can. I got to just remind myself, I got to actually go and download as much of the Grandmaster stuff as I can, the Final Fantasy Grandmaster stuff. I need to do that this weekend because I think the, the servers go off, offline, I think, on Thursday this week. So uh, I need to go ahead and do that. Mm. I might try to shove that in sometime tomorrow. We'll find out. If not, I'll have to dedicate Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday to it and make sure I get it done then because... Uh, I got to figure out how, how I'm going to do that. So, so yeah, I thought that was an interesting story. Uh, I don't really have that much interest in Criminal Girls X. I never played the original Criminal Girls series. But uh, it's interesting to see see a developer being forward thinking of that stuff and being like, hey, how, how, do, we, how do we preserve this from the beginning? <laughs> so, a quick side note. Um, Home World, I think, on the, on the GameCube. I've talked about this game before. It's like a weird mini RPG, MMORPG for the GameCube, um, which did also have online servers. It actually has like a built-in peer-to-peer connection where you can just go and, and make direct connections to people, um, which I think is really cool. And like, apparently like the developer posted it on their blog when they, when they were shutting the game servers down and they were like, Homeworld will live forever. <laughs> I, that was, I thought that was really cute. There's this like really cute story about the game. If you go out there and look at it, I'll, I'll see if I can find it and I'll link it, but I'm not going to go crazy about it. Cause, uh, cause it's like, they're like the magic words are, and it's like, it's a magic word. You give this one guy who lets you have a peer to peer connection <laughs> in the game. So, so yeah, I would also talk about the smash brothers stuff, but I haven't touched any of it so i might just wait until uh until i actually spend some time with it rather than just regurgitate the news regarding the smash brothers stuff but that's it for this week thanks for coming onecontrolreport.com is the website um last week was a little busy so we went ahead and uh uh there's a bomberman 64 stream part two on the website bomberman 64 suddenly got very hard i don't know what happened so so i was planning on beating it last stream but clearly did not happen so so i'm gonna try to beat it again this week i'm not gonna do the 100 ending i'm just gonna do the normal ending so bomberman 64 is gonna be the stream on thursday again um um like i said on tuesday last week i streamed some first kiss story so the the post for that is up on the website as well if you haven't seen that um I need. To, I decided not to do quick play streams anymore, so I just do quick play stuff. So I just gotta kind of figure out where that's gonna fit in the schedule and how much work it's gonna take. And then, uh, and then Sunday, I posted a um, another quick hits. Sorry, quick 
Weekend Quick Hits. I, is that what the name is? I'm blanking on it. It's such a weird thing. I don't know how... I keep saying I don't know if I'm going to continue this series, but here I am. Weekend Quick Hits. Um, there's a, one of those posted. Uh, I talk a little bit about the um, Sony content guideline stuff, about some new information with that, with um, kind of what's pushing them with the, the Me Too movement and the the you know streaming opening up uh, uh you know, content to, to more places that necessarily wouldn't be playing the game. Even if, even if, um, you know, it wasn't released in that region or something like that, they have bad words. Um, and then also some Tokimeki Memorial talk because Tokimeki Memorial girl side four was announced. So, so you can go there and listen to me ramble about Tokimeki Memorial, a game I have not played. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I'm actually not even done with that post yet as of recording. So if it changes from there, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so that's going up on Sunday. It took a lot of work, honestly. So I don't know. I, again, I don't know if I want to keep doing that, that, that post series. It's, 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 I don't know. It, it is a lot of work. Um, I haven't worked on the Castlevania 64 script in a while, unfortunately. I've been kind of taking a break from it. Um, I'll give you guys an update on what the video plans are, but gun gauge video is still set for the end of this month. So don't worry about that. And then, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So more, more Ballerman on Thursday. And I guess that's all I can say for this week. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Again, oneshowport.com is the website. You can also follow me on Twitter if you want, at O-C-U-L-I-N, O-C-U-L-I-N. You can hear me ramble about video games even more there. Thank you for your time, and I hope you have a great week. Bye.